Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and we are going to get into the business today. The Joe Rose Show earlier checked in with the U's athletic director, Blake James. Hopefully he has some good news. Dan Levitard Show, they ask, where is Lou Holtz? Then Hawk and Crowder minus Hawk add Dono. They are asking, are you bubble-worthy? Right now, I know you're worthy for these headlines. Let's do them. The Heat play the Thunder tonight at 8. Miami has secured at least the fifth seed and will play either Philly or Indiana in the playoffs. Miami AD Blake James says the ACC is sticking to its fall football schedule as planned for now. The U opens September 10th against UAB. The Marlins fell to the Blue Jays 5-4 in the 10th last night. The two play again tonight in Buffalo at 6.30. The Dolphins have signed FAU alum Brandon Bryant. He adds depth to the D-line. The Masters will be played in front of no spectators. The golf tournament was rescheduled from this past April to November 12th through 15th. The Kentucky Derby has eliminated general admission tickets for its 2020 running next month. Fans will be allowed at the event, but only at around 14% capacity. The Dolphins have placed Xavier Howard on its COVID-19 list. The cornerback will be quarantined until cleared to play. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A base jumper in Cleveland recently slammed into a building and was left hanging 40 feet above the ground after the jump. It's like, watch this. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. An insurance comparison company in Texas is offering employees $300 to adopt a dog or cat. Mmm, $300 for that much commitment? Nah. A monkey recently escaped its enclosure at an Irish zoo, but was recaptured later. An Irish monkey on the loose. Pretty sure they found him at a bar. A North Carolina aquarium has drained its fountains and dredged out the change in an attempt to pay its bills while being shut down due to coronavirus. Fountain change? Why didn't I think of that? Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the low 80s. A lot of questionings surrounding the upcoming college football season. So the Joe Rose Show this morning went straight to the source. The U's, AD, Blake James asking if the U will play this fall. Also, do conferences communicate with one another? What will national championship and bowl season look like? Problems with spring football? And could the Power Five ever possibly break away from the NCAA? 
NCAA. Did you know, first of all, the Big Ten was coming out first and, and shutting it down in the fall? Yeah, again, I guess you never know 100%, Joe. I think the rumors started getting out there on Sunday night. Again, just as you talk to colleagues, you know the conversations that they're having. Again, I don't think there was a, a final vote until yesterday, but you know, we had an idea that the Big Ten and Pac-12 were going to make those decisions. We met... Uh, as a group in the ACC, I want to say three times on, on Monday. Again, just uh, and, and our presidents met, again, whether it was the president's group or the athletic director's group in consultation with our, our medical experts, which obviously we got a very strong group of medical uh, partners when you look up and down the ACC. All were in support of, of us really moving forward, looking at the health and safety of, of our young people that participate in our in our fall sport programs. We've talked to you a couple times since, you know, you know every talk has happened or what, what the conferences are going to do. I don't think I've ever seen the, the division that looks like is going on between the Power Five conferences and even the NCAA in general, like I see now with almost every conference just kind of doing their own thing and not waiting for another conference or having these conversations. It's amazing because we'll ask the same question again. Do the conferences talk to each other? Because it almost doesn't even seem like they are. No, they, they do. And, and again, I, I'm not part of those conversations at that level, Zach. Again, I'll say I talk, you know, I talk with colleagues. I, I've spoken with uh, Big Ten colleagues, Pac-12 colleagues, SEC, uh, Big 12, and, and even Conference uh, USA, uh, you know, colleagues over, you know, over the last few days. And um, I don't know what conversations happen between the commissioners, but I will tell you that the commissioners do talk. The other thing that makes me feel good about our league is it was unanimous. Again, all 15 ADs were in support of the plan we put in place. Initially, in, in talking with our medical people, as, as some medical issues tended to kind of rise to the top and getting their advice, again, all 15 in support. Again, you just don't see that across the board. Obviously, you know, you see in, in certain, you know, certain leagues, you know, schools talking about, you know, not wanting to shut down, some are shutting down, you know, where does it all go? And um, I think based on all the information and the great communication that we've had in the ACC. We've stayed united with our plan since the, you know, since we put it out there. Blake, how do you explain the different medical experts that each conference has all having different opinions or having different opinions for two and three others feeling differently? You know, Joe, I'm not a medical person, so I, I, I don't know that I can really answer that question other than uh, I think you have to go with the, the, the information you have, trust the experts that you have in place, and if, if the information that certain people are getting has them feeling what's best for, for their situation is to, to right. go in one direction, I can only go by the information that we have. And, and again, I, I trust from the, the doctors at Miami uh, throughout the, the ACC and the medical uh, institutions that we have that they are looking looking at, at all avenues and, and are going to, you know, really side on, on, on what's best for our students. And this was something that they felt, given everything that's out there, they were supportive of us going forward. I, I know the players have come out this, with that hashtag, we want to play. What did you think of that? I was just curious what your thoughts were when you saw after they wanted to play all the other things that they wanted as well. What were your thoughts? Well, I think first to the first one, Joe, uh, and they want to play. I mean, that's that's not a surprise. I mean, that, that's whether we're talking our, our women's soccer kids, our, our volleyball kids, and obviously I know you're touching on football. They have a passion for this sport. Uh, again, they come to school to get a degree, but they come to school to play a sport that they love as well. And and of course they're gonna they're gonna want to play. I think if you went up and down all all eighteen of my sports, every one of 
those kids will tell you they want to play. And I know they're all chomping at the bit to get back out there. The different things that, that came out, I guess, again, I'll say I feel good overall in that the ACC, I think collectively in, in the responses and the feedback we've gotten from our kids, I think the ACC institutions are, are really in a good spot in doing a lot of the things that are being discussed out there. And um, uh, again, I think, you know, collectively across the board, if that's not the case or it's not being communi- communicated clearly, administrators need to do a better job of that. And it's always going to evolve. Again, some things that we're doing today, Joe, we didn't do. I'll see even when I started as athletic director, what's about eight years ago now. And, um, you know, it's just one of those situations where we have to continue to look at what's important, what are things that are changing, how do we continue to change what it means to be a, a student athlete in, in the collegiate model. And, and that's something that's going to, con- you know, can continue to change. And we need that open line of communication. So I think the communication with the, the kids is good. I think we have great communication uh, within our program. And uh, again, I think we're doing a great job of addressing the needs. And, and to the we want to play, I, I know they want to play. We just got to make sure we're putting them in the right situation to play. And, and based on all the information we have, I'm confident that we're doing that. Blake, I know I'm probably thinking down the line a little too far, but if the season does go uh, with the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC all going forward and playing their schedules that they put out there, or even if they have to shorten it a little bit, and the other two conferences decide to play in the spring or decide to play in January, February, what happens with the national champion and the bowl games? Has there been discussions on any of that also, or is that kind of just too far down the line? Because I'm just not sure how you crown a national champion if yeah. five conferences are all playing at different times. That, that's probably you guys probably have Eric Palms on as, uh, as the host of this year's national championship right. game. I guess I, I would say this, Zach, is again, we have three conferences at the autonomy level, and again, I, the other thing I would point out is there's three conferences in, in, in the group of five, so you still have six of the ten football bowl conferences playing football uh, this year, and, and I would say that uh, you know we're going to move forward, and if, if it's decided that we have a national champion, that we'll have a national champion. If it's decided we're not doing that this year, it's decided we're not doing that. What I do know is we're going forward with a plan of, of 11 games. If it works out that we can do a bowl game as well, uh, I'm committed to wanting to do that for our young people because I believe they'll deserve it. With all that said, as I think you guys said before we get on, this is a day-by-day thing. We don't know what, what COVID's going to look like in, in September, October, November, and so we're just going to continue to take the steps as we have from the, the very beginning with, with our people that we're going to follow the plan that the medical people give us to this point we've had great results and again a big part of that credit goes to our young people i think really buying in uh, to the message but a lot of it goes to our medical experts really putting a good plan in place and and we're going to continue to follow that plan and if it means we play 11 games in a bowl game if they want to crown one of us a national champion great uh if not i know our young people will enjoy that opportunity and i know our fans will enjoy the opportunity to watch them play blake your personal thoughts on spring football I just don't think it worked. I don't, I was just the more you think about it, it just it just there's so many problems to overcome. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Joe, I, and I think we've talked about this before. I had the opportunity to serve on the football subcommittee, and as I as I've told you guys, we looked at a ton of different models. Can you get to a point of playing spring football? Yeah, and I think the Big Ten and Pac-12. I'm guessing based on what they're saying, they're going to try to do that. If if the I guess situation is is there, and I don't know all the all, I don't know all the variables that went into the decision they make by not being in that room. But it just really poses a lot of challenges because again, you're going to have let's call it for what it is at the autonomy level and even below that, you have young people who see an opportunity and actually have an opportunity to go on and earn a living playing a sport that they love. That starts having a lot of requirements during that spring period, from from a combine to focused workouts on getting ready for a draft and all that. And so again, not knowing how the NFL is going to adjust their timeline 
lines um, and all that. I, I think, um, you know, you guys touched on it earlier. You know, home game in, in Minnesota in, in January or February, every single week is, is going to get real cold. And that's coming from a, a kid who grew up in Minnesota. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's something that I think has, has a lot of challenges. I hope, you know, for, for the young people in those programs there that are in fall sports that were delayed, that if it can work, that, they, that they'll figure out a way to make it work. And they'll have some games. I don't know that it'll be 12-game schedule. I think your window gets real tight because you got to bring the kids back to have fall, you know, not, well, I guess not fall camp, but a preseason camp. You know, let their bodies get reconditioned to be in game shape. Then go forward with the schedule. And then you still have a lot, you know, a lot of schools that are going to want to try to be done by, you know, by the time their school year ends, if that's a focus. So it's a, it's a tight window. The weather in some markets will pose a real challenge. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're going forward in the fall. Do I think you can make a spring schedule work with adjustments? Yes. The other one that popped up all day yesterday. There's a lot of people that believe at some point the Big Five is going to break away from the NCAA and and do their own thing. Could you see that happening down the road? Could I see it happening? Yes. I hope it doesn't because again I think there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of neat things from the the other side of it. And and again you know, when you look at the the, the national championship games it probably majority of years and I don't know what the percentage is probably has autonomy teams in it. If you look at like Coach Lernig and the run he made at George Mason back in the day to the to the to the final four to just some of those games that you have in the tournament and again the basketball one is the one that gets you know all the television exposure but you have those types of games in, in all sorts yeah. of different sports and so could I see us getting to that point uh, yeah, I could see us getting there. Do I hope that happens? No, just because I think what's made college sports special in a lot of ways is is some of those stories that happen along the way and, and the ability to have those games and, and have them be competitive and, and just fun. And so, again, my hope is that we don't end up going that direction answer your question could i see it going that direction yes uh the university is going still with the hybrid model of having some on-campus classes and online classes right like that's that's the plan right now yes yes will, will that be if somehow the university or dr frank or or whoever the the association is that's going to make that decision if they somehow take the kids off campus and they say we're just going to go online is that going to affect football or any of the sports I think it depends on everything else going around, you know, on this, Zach. I think that's that's a, a tough one to answer. I mean, I guess I would say I don't think it has to. Uh, you know, you look at just in our conference, you look at Clemson. I believe Clemson's going the first four weeks online only, and then they're, you know, looking at, at where to go from there. And, and I know that they're going forward with, the you know, their fall sports programs, as is everyone in the ACC. And so in, in attempts to answer your question, I think you'd have to address the situation. I don't think just because you go online only means right. you can't have have fall sports. I think each each institution has to look at what's going on with the pandemic, what's the impact you know in their area and how do we best do it. And, and again in a lot of cases our kids are, are probably safest coming into our athletic program and the structure that we have there and everything that we're putting in place. And I think in a lot of ways, it, it's probably the same with, with bringing kids onto campus. And that's why, uh, you know, through all his experience and, and, and great intelligence in dealing with these things, I think that's one of the reasons why President Frank uh, made the decision he did to take us in that direction is, is really looking at what's best for what's best for our young people. And, and I know for our young people in the athletic program, it's being there and, and having the structure that we have with them and, and, and doing all the things that we're asking them to do and I think in a lot of that it, it incorporates into the the approach we took as an institution and that's why you know we're opening up and starting classes uh, uh, next Monday like real quickly just going back to the power five you you know all the athletic directors you know the, you guys all know each other and part of a fraternity are you surprised though in the big picture going back and I know I asked you this a while back 
that the Power Five aren't working together on this, that this wasn't whatever the decision was that all five didn't go together? Are you a little surprised? Yeah. Again, I think, you know, ideally, Joe, as you look at this, I mean, dating back to all the conferences announcing what their their schedule you know, was, was going to be. Again, it was a surprise to me to all of a sudden find out we're not going to have a game in East Lansing against Michigan State. And, you know, ideally, I think it would have it would have been, uh, I think, a more ideal situation if we could have had some of these things right. better coordinated amongst the five of us. And, uh, again, I don't know all the ins and outs on, on why, we, why we can't get to that point. Hopefully there's some lessons learned from how all this played out and, and we can have uh, better coordination in the future because i'm not even sure that there wasn't communication i I just think we didn't have the 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 coordination of what everyone was doing in the communication of how we best go forward i'll say collectively as as five or ten however however you want to look at it again i know the autonomy five gets associated together quite a bit obviously you have the ten that play at the bowl subdivision but in either situation i think just a a better coordination uh, of what everyone was doing probably would have been a more ideal you know more ideal situation for everyone for the fans for the kids for the coaches, you know, for all of us. Hopefully we get through it. Blake, you right. always act like you don't know that much, man. I know you know <laughs> what the hell is going on. You always downplay it a little bit, and that's fine. But, Blake, you know a lot of stuff that's going on, man. But I, that's fine. That's why we love you, Blake. Thank you. It's always fun to be on with you, Joe. All right. Blake, thank you, man. Thanks thank for you, coming Blake. on. Appreciate it. You guys stay healthy and take care. Making me feel optimistic about at least the ACC football season and the Canes getting on the field. That is the U's. Athletic Director Blake James. Keep up those good vibes tomorrow. Could change a little bit, but right now, vibing out. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of vibing out, some Dan Lebetard. It's so much worse than I thought. Like, baseball (laughs) doesn't care at all about where its season ends as long as the checks cash during a pandemic. Like, baseball, and now you see it happening in college football. Okay, Dan Lebetard. Not exactly vibing out. We'll hear more of that in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day and happy birthday, Sir Mix-a-Lot. It is not a wedding reception if this song is not played and I am not drunk on the dance floor doing the Apache dance to it. Oh, man, what a classic. Sir Mix-a-Lot, 57 years old. So many great songs. Got Jump On It, My Hoopty, Baby Got Back. I bought the Baby Got Back single cassette back in the day. Unheard because I just heard so many people talking about it and listened to it for the first time in my car with my mom. I wasn't driving, of course, because I was a kid, and I was cringing the whole time. I was hanging on every word because my mom was just glaring, glaring out like, what are you listening to? So that's one of my Sir Mix-A-Lot memories. Dan Levitard, he's glaring, glaring at college football. He's also asking, where is Lou Holtz? So, guys, during uh, the pandemic, there are any number of things over the last six months here that have become illuminating, where the light uh, that is shining on some of these things is inescapable, where things are laid bare in a way that doesn't have camouflage. So, 
One of the things over the years that has made me unpopular, and you will see on August 17th as this roster at ESPN Radio becomes super sports, 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 sports. One of the things that has made me unpopular over 15 years is that I've been talking about the race relations as they relate to sports and beyond for a long time. And it has bothered people a great deal. They accuse me all the time of pulling the race card and I'm a race baiter. And I've just been someone who's talked about this stuff ad nauseum for the better part of two decades. And I told you at the beginning of the pandemic, as things spilled into our streets, oh my God, what I was saying was so vastly underestimated in terms of the tensions in this country. So I was unpopular for giving voice to something that is vastly, vastly worse in a way that everyone can see now. The other place where it's become obvious to God's in a way, we can't turn back from this. We will not be able to turn back from this. I thought sports was business greedy. I said all the time that the big disconnect between the customer and the athlete is that the customer wants to make it an emotional relationship and the athlete is like, hey, baby, this is prostitution. Don't get too attached. It's so much worse than I thought. Like baseball (laughs) doesn't care at all about where its season ends as long as the checks cash during a pandemic. Like baseball, and now you see it happening in college football. You see what's happening in college football with the hearts of kids. Like the greed, the greed, you can't, we can't go back, Stugatz. It is in front of you. The bare naked greed is something that you will not be able to escape ever again. The imprint of this is not going to go away as you just see how awful the greed is where they will distort everything. One homeless team playing in Buffalo against another minor league team because that's fielding 27 janitors because they need to get to the end of the paychecks and the television. We're three money. weeks into the season and that other team hasn't played a home game and they played a road game in the city of Buffalo. They need to play a certain amount of games. They don't care who plays in those games. They don't care who the winner is. They don't care who the loser is. They don't care about anything other than getting the max amount of games that they promised to the TV networks and to the people they sold advertising to. That's it. That's all I care about. The sports with a Z crowd has been on us for years. Anytime we have our wacky fixed baseball shows and we put a pond in the outfield. I mean, double headers being seven innings and a runner on second base already is yep. it starts in 60 game seasons and we'll just add p- teams to the playoffs and you get to pick your opponent on television in a special. This is stuff that we would have came up with years ago and been called crazy. I love it. Stugatz, they have taken a bat to the structural integrity of our most historic game. In a way that is simply, get out of our way, we need to get to the bank. I think Christian Yelich might hit 100 for the season, and he needs to get hot for that to happen. (laughs) I mean, you could have a postseason when the Marlins are involved. I mean, think about that. But no one cares as long as we get the games in. Uh, Chris, what happened during the last segment that we were talking that you didn't come onto the air with the best of your stuff, but you gave us the best stuff off air? I mean, the Pluco guy, look, I don't want to be the guy that's celebrating what Clevenger and the other police sack guy for the Indians did. They shouldn't do what they, be doing, what they did. 
But everyone has that friend that during this quarantine and this pandemic is the safest of the bunch. No matter what you say you did or the safe measures you took, they always took one safer measure than you did. And I feel like Plutko's kind of being that friend here. Like his, <laughs> he better not have any any webs in his closet or whatever we keep in closets. Because if, if he better be very safe. I know if I'm another Indians player, I'm keeping an eye on it. It's a Clevenger and Blesak. They are going to watch Sergeant Plutko's every single move for the remainder of the season and Chris is so right he better not have a misstep he better not have one wait a minute Chris is not so right because for some reason instead of skeletons he's got webs in closets like I think he was going for spiders there Uh, yeah I get what I meant context clues you knew what I meant all right here is the great (laughs) thing about the Cody's Dugats and you and everyone else who gets to win because you sit next to strident obnoxious race baiting me this is the tweet i get yesterday i think lebitard needs another vacation keeping the cody's around as his punching bag for the hard network out is cheap i love the show and i get the show and i love dan but i turn the show off for the first time on tuesday because it's apparent that he has checked out you see all the webs in my closet, sir. All the webs. You see them. We work at ESPN. We have worked at ESPN for a long time. One of our favorite games to play while working at ESPN is to sort of look up and be like, where did he go? You know, where Jerry Rice was on ESPN for a while. Eric Mangini was on ESPN for a while. And then they just sort of disappear. I don't actually know. One time in ESPN's history, I felt like Gilmore and Holtz are the place that you went. I legitimately, and I mean this as no slight to Rod Gilmore, he may still work at the network doing some games, but he was at one point sort of our voice and face for college football. And we asked the question, where did he go? And Lou Holtz popped up the other day, Stugatz, uh, doing analysis here on the pandemic. And he said we should play college football because when we stormed Normandy, there were going going to be lives lost which is just terrible as analysis like uh, we don't need college football as badly as we need some of the things that were being fought over in wars but that's where Lou Holtz went and Lou Holtz just sort of vanished from one day to the next on ESPN right like I I was I was getting used to Lou Holtz is a part of my every Saturday and then he's gone so what I want to ask you is a give me some of the people most jarring in terms of you looked up one day at ESPN and they were just gone. Dave Campbell was the leathery skin of baseball for a long time. Dave wow. Soup Campbell. Wow. And then we look up and now we've polished up A-Rod and made him the new Soup Campbell. I want to ask you about that, but I also want to empty our Lou Holtz file. I want I don't know how big this file is, but we uh, we had a lot of fun at Lou Holtz's expense because uh, for a professional broadcaster, he's got some things that, you know, get in the way that are something of an impediment for broadcasting. Literally an impediment. So let's check this out. Now, Marshall, usually it's all Rakeem Cato who did throw a touchdown pass in his 40 40- <laughs> Devin Johnson put up 272 yards. That's a Marshall record. Nothing to sneeze at. That is a Lou Holtz sneeze. Uh, that is uh, Reese Davis, a Disney prince, cleaning up some unprofessional broadcasting. I maintain it's Reese's finest moment. I do. It's, it's unbelievable. Let's listen to it again just so that you can hear that Lou Holtz's sneeze does indeed sound like a car horn from the 1920s. Now, Marshall, usually it's all Rakeem Cato who did throw a touchdown pass in his 40 40- Kevin Johnson put up 272 yards. That's a Marshall record. Nothing to sneeze at. Wait a minute. This is going to take a while to empty this file because, again, I just want you to sit around for the sneeze. And, again, I want 
want you to imagine, okay? Everyone's dressed like Bert Sugar in the Great Depression America, and we've just invented the car, and somebody needs to get out of the way. That car horn is going to sound like Lou, Lou Holtz's sneeze. Now, Marshall, usually it's all Rakeem Cato who did throw a touchdown pass in his 40 40- Devin Johnson put up 272 yards. That's a Marshall record. Nothing to sneeze at. I got places to be. Let's go. Let's go, everybody. I don't even know. Did they have traffic lights in 1920? I don't actually know. But somebody is uh, on their iPhone and they're they're looking into their iPhone and they're not noticing that the light has turned green. And right behind them, Auga. The first traffic light uh, was available to uh, to the public in 1910. So you're fine. Uh, East okay. 10th Street, New York City. I mean, the iPhone might weird. be a problem uh, given uh, <laughs> my period piece comedy. What else do you have there from the Lou Holtz file? How many things do we have in that file, Mike? It's overflowing. Give me a break as we approach the H&O. All right. Uh, do we have any Frank Caliendo doing Lou Holtz? Because I thought Frank Cal- one of Frank Caliendo's strongest impressions was Lou Holtz. Yeah, I have him doing an uh, Twas a Night Before Christmas with uh, Gruden, Berman, and Lou Holtz in it. <laughs> okay, so now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a tease. That is a tease in August. Do you want to hear Twas the Night Before Christmas, Christmas with Berman and Holtz? I do, I do, but we don't have time for all that. So if you want to download the Dan Lebitard podcast, this podcast, or podcast for any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe, real simple and it's absolutely free. Go to WQAM.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, maybe Hawk is working on one because he was not here at work today. I don't know what he was doing, but that's his business. Dono filled in, so he and Crowder got down to it. I love gymnastics to death, Dono. I have friends with gymnasts. And all. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool to see them them damn girls flipping and jumping and whipping and flipping I'll give around. You that. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Cool. Diving off that damn leather horse. I love all that stuff. Crowder, that is my sole animal. I agree 100%. Will I agree with him more? We'll find out in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Happy birthday to Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He's 48, playing here with Gorillas. Song is called Clint Eastwood. A lot of names thrown around. So I'm not going to throw too many names around. Just to let you know Hawk is out, Dono's in, Crowder hanging out, and they're making me say, I believe. I'm still recovering, man. You're going to have to carry me because I'm recovering from watching a five overtime game in the NHL playoffs last night. I mean, Crowder, that game between the Lightning and the Blue Jackets started at 3 p.m. and it ended at like 9.30. Like, I'm not even joking. They, they played 60 minutes in regulation plus an extra 100 minutes through five overtimes. I mean, one of the most ridiculous things ever, man. So uh, so here we are today. And I know that uh, the big topic of the day, this has been the big topic the last couple days, but we've already had the Pac-12 and the Big Ten cancel fall sports. They're going to maybe try to do some football in the spring. We'll see how that works out. So as of right now, you know, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are still planning on moving forward. I still wonder if it goes down that way, though, right? Because I see a lot of people saying, oh, this is exciting. We're going to have football in the fall, and we're going to have football in the spring. I mean, to me, I I, I really, and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, because you know I want my Canes football, and I know, Crowder, you want your Gators football. 
So I don't want to sound like a complete Debbie Downer, but I mean, I wonder if the remaining Power Fives are just waiting a little bit longer before they make that call, right? Because for most of these schools, students are about to come back to campuses. I think for Miami, it's happening in a few days when the campuses will be repopulated. They might be just trying to feel this out for a little bit longer. How's the infection rate going over the next couple of weeks before they make the final call to cancel? I'm still not convinced, bottom line, that we get football this fall anywhere. Oh, I'm 100% with you, Dono. Yeah, and, and let's say if SEC does come back, ACC, Big 12, I'll use Florida. You know, knock on wood, Florida comes back to camp, 17 guys get COVID. Now what do you do? Like, you have to you have to adjust then because this isn't MLB. You can't put the guys up in a hotel and see what happens. Like, that's the thing, Dono, we were talking about like yesterday with this. We're trying to compare this to what we know of NBA, in, uh, WNBA, MLS, you know, NHL teams, you know, uh, sports that come back those are pros bro these are children these are amateurs these are they love to stay student athlete they don't want to say student athlete we're acquiring student athletes we're not just recruiting a hell of a linebacker or a great quarterback he's a student athlete so are you going to treat him like students or athletes this is going to get interesting i think it's going to go it, it they're they're going to wait and i know the sec is going to wait to last second dono half of the sec team's entire economy of tuscaloosa of gainesville I, i'll go to gators i use my alma mater runs through the football program yeah. i love gymnastics to death dono i've had friends with gymnasts you do? And all. yeah I, I think it's pretty cool to see them them damn girls flipping and jumping and whipping oh, and flipping I'll give around you that. Those, yeah, that oh yeah cool. diving <laughs> off that damn leather horse i love all that stuff they're not making no money nobody you're not bringing 100,000 people to Gainesville to watch a girl flip off of a leather horsey. This is the economy of those schools as well. So I think it does get into finances, which the NCAA does not want to talk about because that's what it is. But yes, Dono, they're waiting for the last second. I just... I think that they can be accelerated or decelerated. Let's say they come back and go to camp and there's no big outbreaks. One or two guys come in with it. And like like I watched Hard Knocks last night, I think one guy on both teams came to camp with COVID. If something happens like that, okay, we made the right decision. But yeah, Dono, I, I, I'm skeptical as well. I love football. We love our football, but I, I'm very skeptical. Let's bring in Alejandro Solana with some headlines. What's up, guys? What's up, Solana? Hey. How's it going? Doing very well. How about yourself? I'm good. Just uh, buying some times here while I pull up my headlines. <laughs> you didn't know what are you wearing today, up? Solana? Uh, oh, I'm actually I'm rocking uh, my pink Dwayne Wade uh, uh, retirement jersey T-shirt. Not jersey, just like the retirement T-shirt. The jersey shirt. You're doing the jersey shirt no, thing. I'm, no, I not, the that was the not the jersey. Okay. Not the jersey. Okay. I don't know why I said jersey. Oh man, I look good uh, though. I will say. Nope. I know. You should you should send out a selfie. I'll be the judge. <laughs> Fit check. Oh, that's for Fridays. <laughs> that's coming Fridays. You know that's coming Fridays. You look different. You know how different sometimes works. I don't think you're attractive. I think you're different. Oh, we talked about it the other day. I'm TV pretty. I am. I'm TV pretty. Really? Yeah. I'm radio pretty. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Donna. Tonight, 8 p.m., Heat versus the Oklahoma City Thunder guys. The Heat can't fall into the sixth seed. They've clinched yeah. the four or the five. Uh, there are a couple other situations. Also in the NBA, they sent out a memo today detailing the rules for family and friends to enter the Disney bubble. What's pretty funny here is that they're requiring players to provide proof of, quote, a longstanding relationship with non-family members who want to enter wow. the bubble. You know what that reminds me of? Like, you ever seen in, like, a sitcom where, like, like someone marries somebody else to, like, try to get them citizenship or something? <laughs> yeah. and, and so then you know, oh, wait, wait, the, uh, the, the human services agent 
agent is going to come over. So we have to have like these doctored photographs of when we were dating. Supposedly, we have to have all this proof. Like you're going to have to come up with all this like forensic evidence as to how long you've known this person. I like it. It, it reminds me of I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, they had to prove they were a couple, yes. and the guy That's was right. coming and picking through their garbage can. Like <laughs> what? Come on, man. I. I tell y'all what it is. They don't want the IG models in the bubble. Man, unleash the puppies. Let the puppies come to the bubble. These boys need to play better. Man, don't do that to these guys. Well, like, shouldn't it be enough? Like, okay, so you can bring up the four people. Shouldn't it be enough that the four people you bring in test negative for COVID? Like, shouldn't that be, like, okay, you you, you are, like, you are uh, Duncan Robinson's four guests. You're on the list. As long as you're not bringing the virus in, should it really matter how well he knows those people? Oh, to me, Donald? No, to Channing Crowder, if I was Adam Silver, no, Donald, not at all, man. You got four people on the list. It's like a um, it's like when you have tickets to a game as a player. You have four slots. You write the names right. in, and the tickets are at will call. They can't will call the bubble, though, Donald. You can't. What if you bring in one of those little the little promiscuous promiscuous women, and they're talking to two or three guys on the team? Can they go from room <laughs> to room? Can they go from room to room, Donald? Like, I'm on both sides of this, but as a as a father, I would say no, Donald. You can't just let anybody in the bubble. But you know, I think I think the scenario you brought up might be exactly what they're trying to safeguard against, right? Because what if like you let some IG model in just because, or maybe like they pay you to put them in one of your four spots just mm-hmm. so they can get in there and go crazy? That's probably exactly what they're trying to avoid. Yeah, and some guys will do it too. It's funny to say, Donald. I've, I'm you've been around athletes. I've been around athletes. That is a concern, and that will be tried, bro. Somebody's gonna get a fake id and say this is my sister yeah 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 well this is my i know she's a lot younger my parents they took a break yeah man they're gonna try you know how you you know how men are you know how young men are and you know how young rich athletes men are yeah come on man they're gonna try the marlins they lost gut-wrenching loss yesterday five to four to the blue jays in extra innings they hit a three-run home run in the top of the ninth to tie the game to send it to extras ended up losing in the bottom of the 10th they play game two versus the blue jays looking for a split in this two game set 6 37 p.m tonight with our boy jordan yamamoto on the mound can i admit to you that the only times that i have watched baseball since the restart are when one of my picks is on the line for the hard hot casino like that that is literally the if if the game counts towards my score to win a hundred dollars from hawk that's the only time i've been watching well me too it's not with the hard hot casino but we gamble a lot on this show dono as you know and <laughs> i know that's, that i've watched more marlins this year probably than all last season to be honest <laughs> we had money on it just to recap what you guys were talking about to start off the show the big 12 they announced that the conference has agreed to proceed with plans for fall sports uh with the fall sports seasons i should say players in quote high contact sports like football volleyball and soccer will get three covid19 tests per week and uh um president dr julio frank he told cnbc today that UM has had zero positive tests amongst uh, their last two rounds of testing of student-athletes. Here's Dr. Julio Frank on CNBC's Squawk. We have had student-athletes on campus in all of our universities, certainly mine, since June. For two months, we've been testing them frequently. And I can tell you, the last two tests, we have had exactly zero new positive cases, which demonstrates that young people can be actually trusted 
to follow rules, contrary again to the stereotype, they can be trusted to follow rules when there's a very clear reward, which in this case is to play. So I'm, 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 I cannot tell you what the ACC will do because obviously I'm not authorized. We are in meeting and consulting, but we're mostly driven by a very thorough approach and analyzing all the options and really asking the question, what is best for our students? Well, I got to tell you, if there's anybody I would want to have in charge of a university in a time like this, it's a guy who was the minister of health for an entire country because that's what Julio Frank was for Mexico. So uh, honestly, I probably feel a little bit better about the way Miami might handle this compared to a lot of other universities, just because the guy who's the president of this university happens to be the most qualified in this particular field but you know but unfortunately Crowder uh you know he's not the president of the other 15 schools in the ACC he's not the president of any of the schools in the SEC so this thing is going to be bigger than Miami at the end of the day but I do like the way Miami's been handling this oh my goodness and an instrumental voice in the World Health Organization I hit you hit it on the head y'all have the right man for a pandemic at University of Miami I understand what Frank's is saying Donald but I still don't trust the 18 to 22 year olds I I just don't I just I don't know if I'm going if I if I'm if I'm doing you know to I'm going more inside because I wouldn't trust myself at 18 to 22. I don't know if I can trust these guys to really stay healthy, masks, no interaction with. We just talked about the IG models, no interaction with the opposite sex, trying to enjoy, trying to let off steam, whatever people call it after a game, after a practice. I don't trust the young guys. I hope they understand what's going on. It's too many of them, too many knuckleheads. Anything else, Solana? Yeah, guys, finally, the last blockbuster in the world. It's in Bend, Oregon. It's turning itself into an Airbnb next month. Three families are going to get to stay overnight, watch as many movies as they want, as they want, I should say. The only caveat is that you have to live around that Bend, Oregon area to oh, actually apply. But they're basically oh. they're renting out this Airbnb for like $4, which would be the same price as it would cost to just rent a movie from Blockbuster. I- I'm so upset about that Bend, Oregon rule because I came across this story yesterday, Crowder, and I, I really, I've come to realize uh, in-, in recent months because I- I'm trying to pass along a lot of stuff to my son, things that I enjoyed like back in the 90s when I was growing up. I love nostalgia. Like I, I am one of the most nostalgic human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. And what I started to see these pictures come out of the blockbuster bnb in oregon i i want to get in like i want to be able to reserve one of those nights I, I even tweeted that if anybody can help me get a reservation my dms are open like i i want somebody to to get me that golden ticket to get in the willy wonka factory and now Solana's telling me you have to live in the bend oregon area i'm upset by this dono did you just compare a blockbuster to the willy wonka factory come I miss on blockbuster big homie so much man i miss what? it so much you want to slide in a D of VHS? You want you what you want to rewind, be kind rewind? Man, this is a ploy. They need to get rid of this damn. If I took my kids to a blockbuster, you know what they would ask me, Dono? Daddy, what? where's the where's the Hulu TV? Where's the Disney <laughs> Plus TV? No, 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 Ava. You have to put this this CD in this slot. Oh, I'll just go to Disney Plus. They play them automatically. Dono, come on, man. Dude, Crowder, this is, this I, I, is watch, not I watch V I watch VHS tapes with my kid. My parents have their old VCR from like 30 years ago, and it still works. We watch Disney cartoons on there. My kid loves it. He loves when he loves when it's rewinding and it makes a funny noise. He likes sliding the tape in. Uh, my, my kid would love the Blockbuster B&B. You know why? Because you're a good father. You're tricking him right now. I am. Good, good parents can trick their children. Huh? But Luke is not old. What, what's Luke? What, what's he? Two and a half. 
Two and a half, yeah, three, yeah, man. You got you got about two more years of tricking him, no big homie. Fair enough. Nice. Come on, Donald. You can lick the wallpaper. There's a river of chocolate. That's no damn blockbuster, man. New releases wall was the greatest thing ever. The new releases wall. Oh my god. That's gonna do it. Let's do it again tomorrow night at six o'clock on the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.